Hello, you've reached another episode of the Cowboy Jeff and Andy podcast. Today we focus on Dios de los Muertos and feature a new comedian to the scene, Ron Damon. So it will be a great show. Stay tuned. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Hey, good to see you, Andy. Doing well, sir. Well, this is Halloween weekend. Do you have any big plans for the holiday? Gosh, I I love Halloween. I always like seeing the kids. I'll probably be at home giving out a little bit of candy to those those adorable kids that show up in those funny costumes and cute, scary costumes. It's It really does my heart good to see kids, you know, dress up and, you know, get into the fall spirit. Well, normally I just turn off the lights and hide in the back room because I'm a teacher and I figure I've done my kid time. Yeah, that's scary enough. You mean at the classroom? Yes. And uh, But this Tuesday, I'm going to the Rocky Horror Picture Show dramatic presentation at Slow Brew Rock. Sounds like a gas. I mean, they're really going to do the time warp and all of it? They did the time warp uh, last night. I went to a, it's a new venue and it's called the Benedict. And it's in Morro Bay on uh, Quintana. And uh, so it's a new venue. They've repurposed this mortuary to a, an event venue. And they had drag and cabaret and stand-up comedy and a lot of costumes. Oh, great. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, imagine touch me, touch me, touch me in the mortuary. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, the best costumes were, uh, I think one of the winners was they were in French made outfits and kiss makeup what they call themselves the french kiss oh geez <laughs> that's hilarious and then uh they also also one of the one of the winning costumes was sunny and Cher. okay what long black wig and big painted on lips and small man with a what do we call it a bowl cut <laughs> I, I I met Sonny Bono when I went to Santa Maria Day in Washington when he was in the Congress. Oh, that's cool, man. Sonny Bono made his mark. He did. He, yes, he, he did. made his mark in that in that life-ending accident. Let's be polite and remember that he was a great entertainer. Well, speaking of that, we're uh, also focusing this show on the Day of the Dead or Dios de los Muertos. And, and just like remembering Sonny Bono, this is when the people of Santa Maria and the Mexican culture remember their deceased relatives. Yeah, that's beautiful. Actually, uh, Indian culture is like that. They believe the spirits walk among us, don't they? Yeah, and I, I just think it's so interesting uh, looking at Mexico because it is a mixture of the Catholic traditions with the indigenous traditions. Oh, man, that makes for a great holiday, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And so everyone's going to be out out this week. Uh November 1st is, uh, they visit and they remember the children that have died. They visit them in the cemeteries? Yes, in the, the Dia de los Angelitos. Oh, God, how adorable. So the secretary, I mean, the, the cemeteries are going to be all, all filled up, aren't they? I think so. And then November 2nd is when they remember the adults. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's that's a beautiful beautiful thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, and I I bought you see I bought some marigolds. What what are the yeah they're beautiful. What does that stand for? Well, they say that the color, the bright color, and the and the scent is so strong that it can bring the spirits to you. Wow. Well, it is kind of a beautiful golden sun color, 
And uh, well, the smell is not, not so great, I think. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I think also I got some pan de los muertos, and that's kind of a sweet bread. It's got some sugar. Uh, what did you think about it, Jeff? Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I love Mexican pastries, and pan de los muertos is another good one. You know, I would recommend everybody grab a, grab a loaf from the local bakery if they can, if they have the time to pick one up. Boy, the kids will love it. It's, uh, you know, nothing, uh, nothing out of the ordinary about be- eating sweetened bread, huh? I don't think there's any baby in this bread, though. No, it's not the king's cake. It's the muertos cake. It looks like a king's cake. It, it just has sugar on it. Well, you know. That's uh, it's a different holiday, and uh, yeah, I'm glad. I think it's delicious. I really, I recommend everybody get one. Also, one of the traditions of this holiday is the ofrenda, which is an altar uh, celebrating and remembering uh, relatives from the past. And I've been working on my ofrenda. Is that what you've made over here? Well, tell me about it. It is an ofrenda to my grandfather, Alvin Cresswell. Uh, he's he was from a small town, Alvarado, Texas, and he was a the fire chief and also the mayor. And on his ofrenda, I put some Swisher sweet cigars, and a cowboy hat, and a glass of buttermilk. Those are things that remind you of of the man he was, aren't they? Yes, and he also I put a little charm of the bulldog. He really loved that bulldog marbles but that marbles was as mean as hell <laughs> oh, i'll bet you know except except uh, except a grandpa i'm probably sweet as hell to him too yeah and, and grandma wouldn't let him bring marbles in the house even when it was freezing cold oh geez that's a hardcore <laughs> if you did an ofrenda can you what, what what would you do well if i think back on my grandfather you know he uh I would I would put a juicer on it because I can remember countless mornings at four thirty five a.m. making juice. It was unbeatable juice, uh, vegetable juice, carrot and celery. He used to take the um, the rind or the pulp, I guess you would call it, and go throw it on the garden. He had the best lemon trees and strawberries and fuchsias. And that was in Shell Beach. That was right there in Shell Beach. Boy, they, that was that was very memorable. Let's see. I would probably uh, get a little uh, something that smells a tiny bit like sulfur, like a match or two, because he used to go to the the uh, what's it called the sh- the Avila Hot Springs, and every afternoon he'd love that the smell of sulfur. And you know, you hit the shower and it disappears, but that smell was uh, really part of my childhood. The the smell of Avila Hot Springs, I loved it. Hot hot water. He said it was unbeatable for his for his old tired bones. And you know, being a gardener. I think I'd probably have put maybe a, a gardening tool or two because that's he was he was super skilled when it came to a green thumb. That man had it. Let's see, and a friend, uh, and I, that's that would be really the things that that come to mind. That's a neat tradition to lay out things that remind you of someone who was who was important who's now gone. And they also talk about putting pillows and blankets so that they. The deceased can rest after their long journey. What a, what a, what a neat, thoughtful thing to do. And some people dress up as their deceased relatives. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, kind of like history, but personal history, right? Living history. Living history. There you are for the dead. Also, there is a very interesting tradition. It's called 
It's called Calaveras Litarias. And these are mock epitaphs. And they, re they are written for someone that's living. And it's actually kind of a mock obituary or a, a written in verse. So that to, to kind of tease people about their eventual demise, maybe? I think that is probably true. Also, they would use it to kind of poke fun at people in power. What, what, what kind of, you got any examples of something like that? Yes, I do. Well, let's, I'd be very interested in hearing what I mean. I mean, I can imagine myself writing stuff like, uh, he put his guitar in the case, and now they shut the lid on him, too. You know, or uh, let's see, maybe, you knew I was going to wind up here sooner or later, didn't you? Well, those are kind of wiseacre, but I like that kind of stuff. Tell me, what sort of a thing have you come up with? Well, I wrote I wrote a few few more. Uh, these are some for you. Lord, he sang and sang, and how his family wished he would. Oh, that's good. <laughs> he raised his glass every now and then, and lowered his inhibitions. <laughs> he lived by the motto, "Hope for the best and cope." For the worst. <laughs> That's me, coping with the worst. You have a, have a couple for me. You know, I, I do actually. Let's have a look here. Well, it's it's hard to be a straight man, so he got bent every now and then. <laughs> he walked all over me when I was alive. What's the difference now? <laughs> how about how about? Yes, I'm giving you the silent treatment. That is just classic. Uh, well, I wrote one out, and I was trying to figure out uh, who should I poke fun fun of, and uh, you know I don't want to punch down. So I, uh, Kevin McCarthy, was just forced out of the speakership, and I wrote a little a little calavera for Kevin. Okay, we'll give it to us. Kevin McCarthy was not a quiet mouse. Rose from owner of a sandwich shop to speaker of the house. He made a deal with the devil, an agreement he wrote. Allowed the motion to vacate with only one vote. Trump was disgraced after January 6th. Kevin caught on tape. This guy is a dick. But Kevin went to Florida to kiss the ring. He needed the power of the wannabe king. Then the Freedom Caucus wanted to shut down the place. Kevin made a courageous deal to save face. But he bought, but the budget hawks thought the deal was too much. Kevin shrugged his shoulders. These guys are out of touch. When Kevin became speaker, the investigations had begun. Launched impeachment because of the sins of a son. When the right flank of the party want, wanted speaker election undone, Hakeem Jeffries said, We ain't gonna help you none. Kevin lost by only eight votes. A lot of frustration and not many gloats. Right there on the House floor, Kevin dropped dead. Matt Gates's gavel fell on his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good calavera there. I yeah, guess. well, it's uh, 
we're, I'm just glad we're back on track with Mike Johnson. He's from Louisiana. That man is, um, well, he's a hardcore conservative, as we would have expected them to choose, isn't he? Yes, he is. You know, I can I can only imagine where where this is headed with him. But, you know, again, the future is unwritten, the past to be remembered. I guess that's the point of these kind of things is to look back and say, well, we may not be happy these days entirely, but, you know, the grass is greener in hindsight, you know. Or maybe that's not what they say. Maybe they say the rearview mirror objects are closer than they appear. Well, this is just going to be a joyous week and a joyous weekend. It get, you know, we need a little bit of the dark and we need a little bit of the light. To... And and think of the kids. Uh, keep your eyes open when you're driving. I think that's a good smart idea because you know they're they're impetus. They get they get going impetuous and they want to run to the next neighborhood. So be be gentle with your gas pedal there, okay? Well, uh, we're gonna also after this segment we're gonna feature a Halloween bit by Ron D, one of our Emerging comedians here on the Central Coast. Sounds like a lot of fun, Andy. All right, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. One, two, three, four, five, six. Survey. I'm just curious. Has anybody here ever been? And it's okay if you haven't. And if you have, just a little applause. Has anybody here ever been a child? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, we got a bunch of folks. 
Well, I was a child too once, uh, not recently. Um, and it seems to me, thinking back on childhood, that life was a lot simpler then. Things were just a lot less complicated. And I think there's a reason for that. And it's because we, as adults, we tend to simplify things for kids. Matter of fact, I think we oversimplify. We kind of dumb things down. And then the kids grow up, they get out into the world without those critical thinking skills, and then they're kind of lost. So I'm on a mission to help smarten up the world. And what do you say we do that by smartening up some kids? Anybody with me? All right. So we've got some holidays coming up. All right, Columbus Day. What do we usually tell kids about Columbus Day? Well, stuff like in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That's missing some parts. So, so how about find his way, he couldn't, damn it, he missed his goal by half a planet. <laughs> and so the queen would not get mad, he thought a slave trade could be had. Now, if you think this isn't great, it's part of what we celebrate. <laughs> See, that's good. Kids like it when you're honest with them. What else? Thanksgiving. All right, so what do we tell them? Big feast, lots of turkey. Uh-huh. You know, we could throw in the, the part about the uh, smallpox-infected blankets. No? Yes? Um, you know what? You're right. They're a little young. They can read about that later. Uh, unless you're in Florida, in which case they'll never read about it at all. <laughs> Christmas, beautiful celebration, lots of presents. And why is that, kids? Well, we think we're celebrating the nativity, but mostly we're celebrating capitalism. <laughs> because there are entire industries that suck so badly at what they do, they can't even turn a profit the first 10 months every year. So lots of presents. And then there's Halloween. What do we tell kids? Dressing up in costumes, trick-or-treating. We could fill that in a bit like, hey kids, did you know this is a holiday that's all about the things that happen after you die. <laughs> Fun fact, that jack-o'-lantern, it represents the tortured souls of your dead ancestors. <laughs> That'll give them something to think about after school. But see, the big problem with Halloween is that we, as adults, we're a bunch of hypocrites. It's true. The rest of the year, we give kids rules for what to do when they're out in the world so that they don't get hurt. Things like look both ways before crossing the street. And what's one of the most important rules? Never take candy from strangers. <laughs> well, kids are not going to give up free candy at this point, so all right, parents, wish your kids lots of luck. They're going to need it if you think you're going to see them again on November 1st. Thanks. <laughs> reach the end of another Cowboy Jeff and Andy podcast. My special thanks to Ron Damon. 
I can be reached on Facebook at Andy Watson. And we are on Gmail at CowboyJeffAndAndy at gmail.com, all lowercase. So we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.